Yo, 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 it's your boy Sneaky from R&R, recognition and respect. Tune in every Monday from 8 to 9 to catch up with me and my adventures and hear from my guests, ranging from artists to entrepreneurs and much, much more. Catch us every Monday of the week on the west side of the after party. See you at the party, y'all. Yo, 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 how's everybody feeling out there? Hope y'all are doing well. You're tuning in to Recognition and Respect with Sneaky. Uh, today's show is a little bit different. I'm uploading the audio from the All Too Human podcast with my boy Cam uh, down in San Diego as part of my uh, little birthday tour, you know, decided to put a podcast in. So uploading the audio for y'all. If uh, you like what you hear, go check out uh, Cam's podcast at the All Too Human uh, you can find it on Twitch. It's on... It's on iTunes. It's on TuneIn. It's on Stitcher. And we're always live on Twitch. Twitch.tv forward slash All Human Podcast. And then YouTube. All the episodes that we do live on Twitch, the audio and the video are always archived later on YouTube. All that jazz. So that's All Too Human. T-O-O. All Too Human. All Too Human Podcast. Yep. All right. Check it out. And... Um, here we go. Here we go. Let's get the show going. Yeah. All Too Human Podcast. Yeah. It is uh, It's a late night, man. It's fucking midnight. So it would have been the 29th of May as of a few minutes ago. And now it's now it's the 30th. Um, so Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's midnight. And, uh, and Gemini I, season is in full effect, y'all. Gemini season. Dude, everybody in my life has been talking astrology like crazy. Slumberwell, who is my brother, who we just played this gig with tonight, uh, like he asked me on the way there, he was asking about Will, one of the guys in the, in the act, Creatures of Habit. He was like, what's Will's sign? You know, <laughs> and I, I, I have never once in my life cared about astrology but like you're throwing it out the gemini thing he was like what's will's sign i was like oh will's february 9th my dad's january 31st my dad's an aquarius will must be an aquarius they're very close together he's got to be an aquarius or on the cusp or something somewhere near there and he's oh yeah i jive with water signs and i was like are you you for real (laughs) like is this really being said right now well let me tell you like the whole i'm not really into astrology right Uh but like i'm an artist and i'm into marketing and like you gotta like play to you know what people it's relate part, to it's part of when culture. i said it on stage everybody was like "Woo!" you know like yeah and i've literally had people like i've, I've had a female be like oh your uh, your air sign is disrupting <laughs> my calm water and i'm just like oh this god is not work. yeah i'm not really into it like that but like you know i am a gemini um when's your birthday uh june 14th, june 14th. oh shit I mean, I've met you before, so I probably did the exact same thing, but my birthday is June 13th. Oh. He's the day right before you. You know who has June 14th as a birthday, too? Who? Who? Donald Trump. Donald Trump's June 14th. June I 14th. share a birthday with Donald oh, Trump. Oh, man. Wow, That's man. Yeah. quite and an I honor. Never, I, never hear <laughs> quite the an end, honor. I never hear the end of it from all my fucking... You can't pick your yeah. birthday. Yeah. AJ is quite uh, the Trump fan. We don't have to get into politics, but AJ is yeah. a big Trump fan. I'm not a Trump fan. That's cool. Yeah. We. <laughs> I have I have I have friends that are Trump peeps. You know, like yeah. at the end of the day, uh, we got to keep doing our own. Like we're all in our own lane. You yeah. know what I mean? Like yeah. that. And that's kind of like my whole philosophy in business and music. And yeah. like, yeah, there's a lot of saturation and everything. But as long as I stay true to myself and stay in my lane and continue to be what I'm about, like. Yeah. 
I can't really let other things affect me, you know? Like, yeah. I can't let pop culture influence my my path, you know? And Absolutely. sometimes, obviously, you have to rise up and you got to make a stand. But, like, I'm making my own stand, you know, in my community, doing yeah. what I do, being an inspiration. Like, that's just where it's at. Like I definitely identify with that. And I, I, I think all the time, like, we we will AJ and I have this group chat with his wife and my girlfriend and, and another uh, like Pat, who is usually in your spot in this podcast, Pat uh, and his girlfriend. We have this six people in this one group chat. Like and we're, some triple couple. Yeah, exactly. Y'all it's, go it's on the triple trifecta. Dates. Yeah, 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 exactly. So basic. And, uh, but yeah, we, we have I'm these single. That's why I just, I'm, I'm oh, envious, yeah. you know? Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, it's uh, it, it's great, but we 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 share the the goings ons of of the day every day together, and um, every time it's always like big news in the in the media. I always have like a hard time finding like the way to care. You know what I mean? Like how exactly can I care? Because it's like it's like you're saying I'm so focused on you know I'm either focused on what beat I've got to produce right now. If and, but most of the time it's what paper do I have to write for school right now, or you know when I'm at work, like how or on the way to work. I'm always late to work of school so it's like how fast can i beat this traffic today and so like i can't really ever focus on like too much on on the media or, or, Dude, or you know even stuff in my industry right like yeah. there's a whole drake push a t beef going on that i keep seeing on twitter but i haven't heard any of the tracks uh. i haven't heard push's new album like uh you know the until like someone actually sat me down i hadn't really heard the kanye stuff it's like i'm working on music and i'm trying to do my own thing like can't really be absorbing yeah. too much right. input you right. know like i'm trying to output i only like, got I time for I, I got my own problems I, you know? <laughs> I, i'm like constantly pushing i don't really yeah. have time to absorb you know and like yeah it's it's so it's not something i'm proud of it's definitely like a weakness sometimes it's like in like i can't it's hard to be trying to do what i do and not yeah know the ins and outs of everything but there's just so much to know like yeah. it's just almost impossible to know yeah. everything so right i kind of just admit like my ignorance and like hey man like my suit my most intimate connection with hip-hop is the fact that i do it like other than that like i'm really into rock like we met because I i'm a coheed and cambria fan like that's you know so at yeah. the end of the day it's just <clears> like uh you gotta stay in your you know just yeah continue to do your thing can't you, be too affected you push your mic away are you all right do you need to step out no i'm good okay good I, I was like, uh, you look like you, you're, you're thinking about standing up, but anyway, so, um, I, yeah, no, I, I totally, I totally agree. And like to bring it back to like how we got onto that little, that little tangent the whole Donald Trump thing, like, uh, being concerned about, Oh, don't, there you go. You good? Yeah. All right. He got it. <laughs> All right. So just being concerned about like everything going on in the media, the, the one thing bringing it all the way back to Donald Trump, the one good thing that's happened with the presidency as far as like a sense of nationalism or, or otherwise like I, a silver I, lining if you had to find one yeah basically. the silver lining of like the whole donald trump thing is like i've never in my life like really cared about like america as much as i do now and i, I wasn't a donald trump supporter and, and like now thinking about like donald trump being the president has really made me question about like what it is to be an american and like what it is to be a, 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 a cultural american you know what i mean like when we talk about pop culture when we talk about like being a part of this greater society as a citizen and so you know i i've really started to think about like what is it that i should be proud of or or like it, i don't know pride is a weird concept to be like proud of being american because i i truly feel like it's just an accident of my birth to be american 
and uh like maybe maybe i would be more proud if i were an immigrant because i would have earned some citizenship you know what i mean and i don't know but the whole thing has just made me you know i don't i don't think donald trump is like the the stereotypical american i would aspire to be you right know what I mean? and so it's really reaffirmed what my, the american values i think are and like i think i you know freedom of speech and like f- just just freedom in general really and like and thinking about what makes a country great you know what makes our country great and i started to kind of get it like i don't know sometimes and i guess like i guess my my experience is kind of in the reverse right like uh child of immigrants yeah but my parents were always about like public service yeah and uh like dedication to your community you know it was always like a thing that like they took pride in being american like even to the point where like you know they sent me to private schools where like spanish wasn't really allowed to be spoken and so yeah. I, like i don't even really have that connection to my like i'm i've always been like i always make jokes that i'm whitewashed or like yeah. growing up when I started going to public school, my friends always called me pocho, which is like a, a, a whitewashed man, like a Mexican who can't speak Spanish. And yeah. it's always been like a, a shame for me almost. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, like I've always been engaged and my I studied history, right? My whole idea of like America and what it is to be American, even me growing up as an American, quote unquote, is like resistance you know yeah i don't i don't want to get too i man like you said something that like really grabbed me and i and i don't want to like continue away from it without talking about like who you are and like what we're doing here right but um you said something uh maybe i'll bring it back later uh and we'll just we'll just talk about it as an aside to whatever the conversation becomes later yeah but um because we could easily get to more about like your experience as like uh the, the child of immigrants and like uh being not you not utilizing your uh cultural language in school and stuff that's the thing i grabbed onto right and so uh but I, I think that's even kind of an aside right because at this point in yeah. time it's not like it doesn't really shape my identity like right. i've i've kind of come i'm not that same kid who was raised that way like yeah. now i have uh more of an appreciation and like even going to school like yeah. where we went to school it was always it was weird because like i came into this place that was supposed to be super culture shocked and like you know white supremacy whatever but like every all the latin people there were like super proud again this word pride right yeah, and they, yeah. they almost like it was almost like a badge of honor to be like latino and speak spanish and like sure. or, you know like so it was like a weird that was almost culture shock for me where it was like oh shit like there's a group of people here who like this is like not something taken for granted you know where, yeah, like, yeah, where yeah. i come from 99 percent latino you know like yeah. everybody that was around me was basically the same as me i went to private schools where i got introduced to like different races so i was i always had a diversity like to me growing up diversity was normal mm-hmm. but eventually i ended up going to like public school in my neighborhood and realizing that there was a lot of like it was like homogenous you know right and so coming to ucsd and it being like completely flipped and seeing like this minority who's like oh interesting vocal and powerful whereas like a majority that's like super complacent like because in in high school i i fought for environmental justice like i was a a rebel like i have a like revolution tattooed on my back i used to always be like communist i'd wear red flags it like uh, it was just it was ridiculous to a point but 
it's interesting. The world that shaped you, who you are was 99% Latino. And then like you get to UCSD and it's like the script is con- completely flipped. Right. And, and like you are now like you've always been told that like maybe Latin Americans are the minority. And now you're actually experiencing this minority as a new adult. Right. And it's like, holy shit. You know, I can't, I can't imagine like that's like a crazy And moment. not only that, I had skills, you know, that a lot of people mm-hmm. that identify as minorities did. Like I almost didn't even fit in with the minorities because of my whitewashing, my education, my quote, like my privilege of being like, you know, like I had had a lot of things that a lot of the people who got into that school who I like we had shared an identity. We didn't really share an experience. Does yeah. that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a lot of people that I came in contact with who like we spoke the same foreign language and we had like a similar melanin yeah. Yeah. and like maybe like a last name that had like you know some attachment to it it wasn't like we didn't exactly have the same experience and the same interaction with depression you know yeah. i almost had to be taught that i was being oppressed because i actually didn't really feel it because mm. i was kind of raised in a bubble you know that's damn there's so much you say that like we could just talk about it for a while but i want to do i want to do like a inner an, an, inter, an introduction, introduction that we did yeah. not get to do uh here we are 14 minutes in so uh, the reason you're here today, right? Right. And, and, and well, we booked this gig together. We played. You this booked gig. me. I, I asked you to play, and with I us appreciate and, that and, greatly. And you obliged, and it was awesome. I, we had a great uh, event. But one of the things that I had thought about uh, with you coming down from LA to perform with this was um, about you have your own pod- podcast, as you had done, like in the intro. You talked about um, right, right, right. What, what is it again? Is uh, it's called recognition and respect. Recognition and respect, and it's on the After Party Network. T H A After Party. The After Party Network, which is uh, a radio internet radio station that started in Dallas, right? And basically, is just expanded to L A. And I was like their flag, their their first. Right. So it was a big deal for That's me, cool. anyways, like for my brand. Yeah. So, yeah. And so, like, when you. Uh, I, 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 I was I was listening to it and I had some questions about how that operates but like that's, that might even be like a more boring conversation than what we were talking about before it doesn't but, operate like this that's for sure this uh, is very <laughs> comfortable uh, it's a little bit more um, like there's a separate engineer in another room me, <laughs> me and my guests are sitting with headset microphones and, and no headphones yeah and uh, there's like a, a window between us and the engineer so we're kind of having our own conversation and there's someone in another room that's like making motions and taking photos so it's like a little yeah. it's different and yeah. like you know i don't really have yeah so like i have control over all the content and who i bring on mm-hmm. uh but i did have to develop a format and submit it and uh i don't actually like engineer it and then i take the audio from there and i upload it myself after i do edits and cut out stuff and check levels so yeah yeah uh that was the process in a nutshell yeah interesting yeah that is actually like pretty eye-opening because but but what i was going to say was in my experience listening to the first episode of r&r recognition respect i started thinking about how that that series or this podcast just kind of starts and you're talking to your first guest and uh, you have calls coming in and you're talking to these guys. But I was like, I know you. And and I've wanted you to have you on this podcast for a long time. And, right. And Sorry then, about that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and, and I was like, I really wish that the first episode of R&R was about you. And like we could talk about, you know, 
like sneaky and like and what right, what right, is right. this trajectory of sneaky and so what I thought maybe we could do with this episode of this podcast yeah. is to give us like a sort of free format me talking to you as though I want to get to know your lifestyle right, right, like right, the right. whole the whole the whole story yeah 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 and uh, and then like later you can release this on your podcast too so that everybody knows who who their host is right and, and I, well, I just to comment on that and I yeah. think like one of the reasons why it started like that is because um. And this is more backstory, right? Like the way I got that show was I actually went to an audition. They were holding auditions and it was just by chance that right. they had contacted someone who was in my network and mm-hmm. they had blasted it on Instagram and I saw it. And I had no idea what I was going for. Like right. it just, it looked like a good opportunity. You know, it looked like something just to like something network. Like, yeah. cause like I was talking about before, right? Uh, being in the spaces and showing up and being present. It yeah. was like, it, and it was in. The, it was like if I'm gonna be doing this, like these are the kind of things that I need to be going out for. Like even if nothing comes from it, like got to take a shot. Yeah, you so never I know what's up, gonna stick. Like let's just go for it. Had no idea what was going on. Yeah, was hungover from the show before. <laughs> like I was not. Shit. I wasn't really prepared. You know, I was They're just like, kind of perfect. <laughs> I was gonna show up and just be me. And uh, the way I sold it, yeah. and really why the show is the way it is, is that like I showed up with all my merch, and I told them like, look, I'm an artist like i have a huge network of artists and actors like i I know a lot of people like i'm in the entertainment industry and basically i'm investing into myself like here's all my merchandise i give a bunch of free stuff i was like i do music i do events i dj like i live off of this 24 7 this is how i pay my bills and like if we team up it's gonna be like a chance for all of my artists and everybody i work with to reach a new platform yeah and it's gonna be a chance for your station to to really tap into like people that are on the ground in the city doing it and right. so that's kind of how th- i sold the show so yeah when the first episode came it was like who's your guest like what yeah. are you, you know what are you going to talk about how's it going to be and i was like well i already i already know who the network uh, like i already know all the people that i want to have like i already i have a whole list yeah right so it just hit the ground running you know and yeah. it was it was almost with the intention that I would be pushing this to my base, like mm-hmm. my network. Right. So they kind of, it was kind of like assumed that they knew who I was and they were coming here because... Most listeners are, were like me, who we know who you they are. Were all, they were connected to the network, you know? Interesting. And Interesting. I really haven't had some huge guests that would really bring some like strangers to it. And obviously, I don't know if you've seen the metrics on your on your pod, right? Like... Has, I have a grip of listeners. I don't even know who they are. Like, right, right. So, right. like, obviously, it's getting out to other people. So, yeah, maybe it would have been. But I guess that's kind of the intrigue is like, oh, who the fuck is this sneaky guy? He's constantly right. going out. And, like, right. whoa, here's this cat. Like, let's go find. Like, and I guess that kind of drives traffic back to my site or my page or whatever, you right. know? So, right. Well, so would this be like uh like ridiculous for me to just like say like let's start from like where sneaky starts getting like a a, a, a interested in in rap like how did you how did you first start doing this and then is that what you actually first started where, where did you get your start in music were you actually djing before you rapped maybe like how do uh, is this like a ridiculous trajectory to try and have the podcast or no, i mean it's because it, your podcast like you're saying you kind of just skirt this and do you do you not have an interest in doing the backstory of sneaky or, or, or i mean or i guess like to me at this point um i don't mind talking about it yeah but it's like i guess like when i when it's just weird to talk about myself you know like yeah 
it's I even have a hard time pushing my own music because yeah, like when yeah. I'm in a conversation with someone, I don't really want to make it about me. Sometimes I have to, and I, it feels very used car salesman. Yeah, sometimes. and people yeah. might even see me and be like, "What the fuck? Like you're the yeah. most narcissistic, you know?" But like I, ha- I that's an that's an act that I have to like yeah. try to embody to right. be able to push my shit, you know. So it's like yeah. uh, I don't really um, I don't mind talking about it, but to me, it's almost like the music speaks for itself and i have done a lot of like sneaky visions where like some like blog type stuff for like you know so uh but i mean the start of music is really like i used to sing in a choir like back in the day when i was like a child right so if i really had to go to like my first introduction to music was like church choir uh singing like yeah. falsetto voice with like following organs big choirs sang in big churches like that's awesome. Um, eventually, like, hit puberty. That didn't really start working out anymore. And, uh, you know, I got into, like, sports. Like, I feel like that was, like, that pop culture. Also, like, lost my father. Like, needed, like, some... My mom, like, needed some kind of, like, disciplined male figure type shit. So, like, got, like, football and... You skipped right over the lost your father thing? Do you mind oh, if I ask? Oh, like, yeah. Oh, so that... when I was seven, my father got diagnosed with liver cancer <sighs> and passed away That's and so, so like yeah it was definitely traumatic experience and I, I i mean skipped over it but it's almost like kind of the catalyst for everything i feel like sure. it's like it's, it's, i mean it's a big event it's almost like it sucks to to uh try to boil it down to one moment but if i had to yeah. it's almost like that that one impact definitely like caused the traje- trajectory that like yeah. If there was an alternate universe where my dad hadn't died, I probably would not be a musician rapper type. So like, I, I mean, I don't know if that would have happened. Like, no, I hear you. I, so. I, I feel like, uh, like my dad and I, we we're more distant now than we've ever been. Like I was much closer with my dad for a long time ago, but he's such an important figure in my life that like, when you said it, I was just like that moment leaving my, I, I've thought about it a lot about it. Like someday my, my father's going to die. And like right. that, that moment is going to be like really intense for me. And yeah. uh, so, I mean, I, I had to, I had to ask. But. No. Yeah. And it's, it's like, it's one of those things where like I bring it up and go, Oh, I'm sorry. And it's like, I have to tell them like, I'm, I'm cool with it. Like not that like it doesn't hurt or like, it's not like affecting me, but like, it's not really a thing that, yeah. you know, it like it happened kind of accepted it like yeah it still has repercussions and effects and like some days like i know you heard my music i talk about it it's you know i get i get emotional on stage and stuff like it's it's not like it's a thing in the past but it's definitely not something that people need to apologize for now it's not something that's like awkward for me to talk about like uh yeah so so you started singing in the church and then Uh, like later on, like, did you like get, move away from like, that's almost sounds like formal music education to some extent. Like it's, right. it's more, it's more, uh, it's more like buttoned up. And then like, when do you w- like break into more like, I don't know, like, uh, uh rap or, 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 or when do you wait? So I guess yeah. I was, I was like involved in, cause I went to private school as yeah. I was saying. So right. I was involved in church choir music up until probably like uh the eighth grade eighth grade seventh eighth grade right before high school maybe yeah and at that point i had already been off on and off with like speed skating and uh fucking peewee football and just like 
you know, like yeah. trying whatever, like, and Dipping I had your toes in a lot of different water. And I had even like my, my mom was like trying whatever she could. Right. Mm-hmm. So she was like, yeah, like she got, like we took drum lessons and like, so like there was a lot of like formal that, that didn't really stick. Yeah. Yeah. And so it wasn't until really high school that, uh, I joined marching band and, uh, that really wasn't working out. Like, What'd you play? I wanted to play snare, and I just had no like <laughs> rhythm. Dude, a marching snare is so intense. Yeah, so which is funny I, now because I know for a fact that I snare drum is like a hard thing. It's just yeah, like yeah, I would not, yeah, I would never sure. try to be a snare drummer today. But sure. obviously, when you're 14 and you want to like do it, you know, like so, uh, I try to be a snare drummer, and like basically, like the band director wrote a note to my mom was like yo he has to he has to choose a different instrument like <laughs> he's not cutting it on the snare nah, so i started playing i started playing trumpet yeah that's it's funny you say that because you have you have pretty good like vocal rhythm like right. there's a there's like a heavy you've got like great like uh like cadences and right. like you know and, and, i think that's something that just like i think that's just a testament to work right because yeah. i even like produce beats now and sure. i could kind of hold a drum beat like playing drums and like right. i could like bang out drums on like an mpc or something so like it's definitely like still not always in the pocket but i definitely think that like over time yeah because even when i first started rapping like it wasn't i wasn't good you know Stilted. like yeah like yeah. it's not like i was like it's not like I picked up the mic and I was, or even in the yeah. cipher and I was just like, whoa, fire. You know, like I think, <laughs> I think I had a little bit, I was more inclined cause I had always written poetry. So like, here's, here's where it gets interesting. Right. So I get, I finally like get kicked, forced out of this private school. Cause like my grades are bad and like I have hella detentions and like I'm having issues with other students and it's just like, you know, there was like, my mom was like fed up, right? She's yeah. like, look, you're, I'm not paying for school anymore, like private school. Right. So this is where like the bubble popped. <clears throat> I go to private school. Uh, I'm playing trumpet, quote unquote. You go to public school? Public school, public yeah. School. I you went to a public high school you got, in my you got neighborhood. out of private school. Right. So now yeah. I'm in my neighborhood, 99% Latino, yeah. surrounded by like underserved communities, like, you know, like first generation students like parents don't speak english like parents have third grade education parents don't have college education if you know like so like this is like a whole different than where i was coming from right right that's a culture shock in and of itself that is like the bubble pop yeah like the food was different and the people were different and like the classes were different right and all of a sudden i went to being like an average student to like an above average student Uh, like you know because like all of a sudden my c work is like b a work right and so um and i played trumpet what was the grounds of the private education was it like an academic private school was it religious private school it was it was based in religion yeah but they were like college preparatory schools right and i think that that was actually like a promise that my mom made to my father on his deathbed like she was going to keep me in private education as long as possible and give me that opportunity to like get to like, and that's kind of why I ended up going to UCSD ultimately. Right. It's cause like, and that's how we met. And it's just, at some point that was an obligation that I had to my mom that she had to my dad. And like by default, I had that to my dad. And so like, 
it I was just, something that had to get done you know i just asked about like the, what what the the private education was because you were you said you got to public school and you start you're just outperforming like crazy and i know that a lot of religious public schools are, are or excuse me religious private schools are like highly academic i think it's just and, the small class sizes makes right, a huge difference right. the fact that like people actually pay attention to you and when like everybody gets a chance to read out loud right. and when you're not like performing well they can call your parents and like they know exactly they know all the parents right. they have a relationship with the parents like they know you know right. each student is actually like an individual to them as like instead of like this fucking mass of right. student like mass after mass after mass mm -hmm. right because we had like the same teacher through like all like the same teacher taught Right. all the all the classes right so they saw your performance like they'd be able to write like right there's like data about what you're doing well in what you need help in right and they have like just private education like for whatever reason religious or otherwise like they have a price tag on the education plan that they want in to implement and like you know they they have this like very clear this through line that's like you're saying like one guy taught all of these classes or one person rather uh, but like you know it, it, it they have a plan and like that that the plan can be uh explained and then then implemented and perpetuated throughout like all of the grades and all the teachers all the staff are right. all on board you know it just creates like a more cohesive educational experience and i'm not that, saying it's superior right like obviously it helped me mm -hmm. but at the same time i felt like if you're getting taught a specific religion in class that yeah. we know scientifically like you know what i mean like there's like there was an there's almost like an extracurricular agenda sure that was not like super conducive to f learning and f you know what i mean there was like some restrictions there even like yeah in those schools like you know that I, I don't really know how all the processes work but like i don't really know which history books they were using or like <laughs> you know what i mean like yeah. what what you know, right. like they were, you know what I mean? Like they have a yeah. little bit more leeway in that because they're not being like, right, right. There's no governing board that says, hey, like, what? You well, know, there might I, be, I, but it's not. It's certainly the different one than the public, right? And one, I, yeah. I, I, was, I don't think I learned anything ridiculous. Obviously, I think I'm a pretty reasonable dude. So, like, maybe yeah. I just got lucky. Yeah. But uh, I think I definitely benefited from the attention, yeah. especially like losing a father and being able to be like in daycare and like my mom being able to like fork up extra cash for people to watch me while she's going to work and right, going to school right. and like being a complete boss you know like definitely benefited from all that yeah so so you got into the public education system and uh yeah. the i got recruited to play trumpet in a ska band because oh. i played trumpet there you go and uh I was playing in I was playing trumpet in the jazz band okay. and I was also singing in the jazz ensemble and I was playing trumpet in like various bands off campus so like Were you good? No, definitely not. <laughs> no, I love no, that. I, definitely, no, no, definitely I was not, not good at trumpet. I think I'd if I was good, I think I'd still be playing, right? I didn't know if you still have one. I mean, you, I you still pick have it up one. From time to time, I still have one. I do pick it up from time to time, and I'm still not good. So, like, you know, like it's not okay. It's good. not. It's it's something that I think like one day I want to be able to incorporate into my music, but I'm just not there yet. Right. But there is some things that I'm working on where, like, I want to be a little bit more proficient or sample myself or something, you know? Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, yeah. So. You started, you started playing the ska band. And that's when music became way more informal. Because yeah, there was, yeah. like, people weren't really writing things out. 
we were playing a lot of stuff by ear. I didn't know anything about scales or notes. I mean, I was learning it yeah. consecutively in the jazz band stuff. Like I had a really good high school jazz teacher, like Mr. Kennedy, who like, you know, was a beast and taught me a lot of shit about life and music. And honestly, he's probably the only reason why I even graduated high school and yeah. which is like, one of the reasons why I'm so adamant about like the arts not being taken out of schools and like right. these opportunities for like students who think differently or have different tendencies to not have these expressions and not be able to get credit. Like, cause if it wasn't for him, like my senior year, I literally had him like four periods and then the other two <laughs> I would ditch and I would hang out at his class and he would right. write notes for me to get. So like, it was like, He's almost the reason why I even like graduated. Right, right. And I still have like a, a like huge a lot of the stuff that he taught me I still use today. Right, right. Like warm ups and scales on my trumpet and stuff that he taught me about the music industry. So like it was super helpful for right. You know, but it wasn't really prioritized. It was you know, and now it, like I don't even know if I have. I'm, I'm out of touch with him. I don't know if he has a job anymore. Like I don't those programs don't really exist now everything's like robotics and stem right. like technology right. which is technology super important but even ucsd has realized that like without the arts like you don't get all that creative fucking like intersectional multidisciplinary like practical science which is why they started implementing steam yeah. instead of stem like they yeah. had the arts and like now you get like the creative and I don't know if you've noticed campus has like arts and humanities like they're really trying to focus on that to realize like it's an important part of academia you know right and we're losing it in the hood so yeah that's kind of why I went back started my company and like it's kind of stuff I'm trying to promote so. yeah so um what what what's the next step so you you started doing the informal music thing through the ska project and then uh, and then we actually got pretty big as a ska band like, really played in front of like thousands of people Damn. we were like what was the name? La Pobresca. They're still a band. They're still doing it. They've toured like Mexico and Texas and like they, they're still, they're still a well-known band. That's awesome. Um, yeah. And I got a lot of, I got a lot of experience from that too. But it, like for me, I was, I was young, I was playing with my friends. It was more about getting fucked up and trying Just to get girls yeah. and like, you know, like fun. having, having fun and <laughs> not being, doing like, school. Yeah. Not doing school and yeah. being a cool guy. Like yeah. a lot of like, you know, yeah. a lot of like stuff that I do has always stemmed from like wanting people to like me and wanting people to admire me and like it being really like misplaced, you know, yeah. but I was the same way in high school with all my bands, but uh, I didn't play for thousands of people. So, yeah, we, I mean, <laughs> and it was just kind of by chance, right? Right. Like, it was right. like, I didn't start the band. I got recruited. And sure. I didn't book any of the shows. I just got asked to show up and yeah. rock and like I rocked and I had a great stage performance and like influenced the whole generation of little trumpet players to like dress like me and rock like me and actually be better trumpet players than me. Yeah. So, so, so how old are you when this is happening? You uh, said you're young. Like 16 to 18. 16 to 18. Yeah. And then the band like, you know, like most bands falling out yeah broke up like fission you know yeah and uh at that point i was already djing on the side <laughs> which is kind of where the whole sneaky thing came from because no one knew, really knew i was doing it right so i just kind of pop up after these shows the ninja D -day, dj yeah 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 yeah, yeah it was like what the fuck and then um 
Yeah, me and my homegirl had this joke like the from the Mr. Deeds movie, like the sneakiness, like the butler, and we would right. just it was just, it was just like I just pop up, you know, there he is. hit a set, bounce, like what the fuck? So uh, <laughs> this was everywhere. He's it's on the, the stage DJ. playing, he's playing trumpet, and how did he get here? And like what the fuck? So that was where that whole thing came from. <laughs> Does he take requests? And it was like a joke, <laughs> and it kind of took a nap, you know, and that that yeah. became like the band split. I jumped on uh, DJing, and that's like that became my new thing you know yeah and i got into the whole circuit of like house parties underground raves warehouses clubs like nas like just like you know like house party like all ages type shit yeah don't cover at the door like just like rant like and then i was djing in front of like hundreds of thousands of people which was also cool right. and then just like i i feel like everything goes in cycles right because like the band broke up and then I did this DJ thing and like there was like a crew of friends and stuff and like same shit something happened and that broke up and right. so I was kind of like left to like reevaluate and I always knew I wanted to like I always wanted to be a lyricist I thought I was going to be the singer of the band at first you know I wanted to be like the guy that wrote the lyrics and the right. front man and right. no one really gave me that space to do that so like I was kind of like broken and like kind of at, at the end of my wits. I was like, what do I do now? Like, I don't have a band. I don't, I don't DJ. I'm not like, I don't think I could keep doing this DJ thing just cause like all the people I was doing it with, I don't really want to hang out with them anymore. Like, where do I go now? Yeah. And it was just like perfect moment where like I needed something new and a homie of mine who I had started DJing with had just started like producing his own music and like i wanted to write revenge tracks for all these people that had done me dirty and like put it all over my space and like have them hear it right and like i had this huge following for being a dj and doing parties so i knew like people would actually like hear it right and so uh space i love it yeah i'm trying to put i'm trying to place you or your age now because so like you 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 get hooked up with this dude where you're doing like lyrical work uh, so I'm I'm 29 now. Well, I'll be you're 29, 29 in a couple of weeks. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and yeah. so and you're and you're a graduate from UCSD of maybe two years ago now. Like yeah, what, yeah. And so yeah. So, so you you went to UCSD late. So I'm trying to trying to do I'm kind of trying to do this this calculation. So this that is says, what happened while I was simultaneously DJing, trying to take over the underground scene and right. having no vision, no business plan, right. no thought of sustainability and really no skills or experience right. and like trying to do this full time. I was simultaneously like flunking every East Los Angeles community college <laughs> class I was taking <laughs> because me and my mom had a deal that as long as I went to school, I didn't have to pay for anything. So yeah. I didn't have to pay rent and I didn't have to worry about like money stuff. So right. I was like simultaneously like trying to follow my passion and so you're music. keeping up your end of the deal and just digging a hole yeah just digging a huge yeah, hole yeah yeah and um like obviously that's not sustainable because right. i didn't have any of the dj stuff really figured out i didn't really have any like long-term plan like now as an adult like that now that i like have a business that actually is like like i don't want to say successful because it's like i'm i'm still broken in debt but like yeah it's i'm actually able to pay my bills for now off right. of it like barely you know, while still being able to invest, um, I definitely didn't have any of the tools or foresight or planning yeah. like fucking 10 years ago or, you know, when I was trying to do this shit at first. Right. So uh, that wasn't going to work. It wasn't working. It basically wasn't working. And when it, <laughs> and when it all fell apart 
and I started doing the hip hop thing. It was like the same thing, right? I was like, well, I took, so this is kind of where the turning point happens. When I started doing hip hop is really like where my life kind of started turning around. Cause right. what happened was DJ shit wasn't working. I was like in a lot of trouble and like the, the, you know, the school stuff was bad and like everything was just fucked up. And Priorities like, all fucked up. Yeah. Everything was fucked up. Like yeah. there was no direction. Yeah. Like I even talk, like I, I, I even now, like when I talk to my mom about it or I talk about it in my music, like I was a loser. Like I was like the definition of a loser. Like that dude that we envision, like living off of his parents, not doing a damn thing, like no, no real direction or motivation. Like people that I don't like really respect now. I was that person, you know? Yeah. And, uh, I was like, yo, like. I'm going to try to do this hip hop thing. And it was funny. Cause like I went to a rave on new year's Eve, 2009 and I like the countdown was happening and I kind of just made a resolution. I was like, look, like I'm going to take off a semester from school. Yeah. And you know, it's January, right? In six months from now on my birthday, I'm going to play a show of all my own music with my own band that I put together and I'm going to put out a project and I'm going to do this shit. There you go. Four, three, two, one. Happy new year. Happy new year. And like the <laughs> tears came and the hugs came and you know, we were like stayed up all night drinking and like there you go. the next day, you know, I went home cause we were in a hotel. So I went home and, uh, like my brother, my drummer and, uh, my bass player at the time were all partying for the night before they right. weren't my band members yet. They were like their own little thing they were doing. And I was like, yo, like I want to do this thing. It's going to fuck it. You know, we're going to put together a band. We're going to play a show. I'm going to set it up. Like, yeah, I already have the songs like, right. And they were like, fuck it. Let's do it. Yeah. And so are those the guys that later went on to record the album with you? Uh, yeah, most of them. Yeah. 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 We, uh, we had different configurations. So the final band was, a little different, mm-hmm. but a lot of like the the original concepts, ideas, and like structure for all the songs came from like those three dudes. That's awesome. And uh, we had like you know connects from networking because my brother was in a band, so there was like we were able to get other artists involved, and uh, I just had like this fire, you know. I was like pissed, and I felt like alone, and I didn't know what I was gonna do, and I just like right. This is kind of like my last fucking. It was like my last chance to like do something, you know? So then somewhere in the middle of this though, you gotta like have something that happens that, that re-inspires you to take school seriously. Right. Cause like, cause then eventually you end up at UCSD. So what happens is we make the album. We think it's fucking great. Yeah. It's fucking great. It's a great album. Like I, anybody who's listening Go search for collaboration by Sneaky on Spotify or Apple yeah. Music and listen to that shit no, all the way through and tell me that's not a good album. Yeah, it's good. Uh, but again, like, just not enough foresight, not enough vision, you know? Like, the band had been like my band on a whim. Right. And we did it because it was fun. The music was great because it was all like organic. And But like, when time came to like, tour and play and like do all the grind that i'm doing right now right we didn't we didn't have it 
like we didn't really hard to do that with a band we didn't have it yeah we didn't have it and i held nothing against any of those dudes like one of those dudes is my brother like my flesh and blood biological brother real brother yeah because tonight you said that guy's my brother yeah yeah yeah, little white boy was my little brother like shout out shout out k philosophy shots (laughs) fired yeah yeah Uh, you you, like because i i said slumberwell is my brother and you're like oh yeah that's my brother and i was like am i are you fucking (laughs) (laughs) but so this guy in the in the project was actually your my biological brother guitarist like kind of like vice band leader engineer did a lot of the mixing yeah pay you know paid to get it mastered paid to get it printed bought my first merch like you know that's why like i say i'm privileged and had a lot of like thing like a lot of resources like people believed in me you know and i had i had i had i had this fire and like and i was a good leader like i I was able to inspire people to be like oh shit it's gonna be something and we went and we tried to do it and it, it it wasn't something you know like it didn't like yeah it didn't pan out the way we at all envisioned it and it's that my whole point, life in music man i feel it so at that but at that point like um i feel like i could do anything yeah yeah like i literally had this idea on a whim and six months later there's a physical copy and we're playing a a show with a band there's 200 people there for my first show yeah as a rapper with a band and now we're playing shows and like you know people are responding and like you know there's we're getting good feedback like the, the music was good and yeah. the show was good and so like i felt like i could do anything you know yeah and uh all it takes is the plan like and, all i gotta do is just say i'm gonna right. do something and mean it and at that point like the deal was still on you know my mom was like so are you gonna are you making money like are you or are you gonna go back to school and i was like I, i'll go back to school yeah and i just started like killing school you know i had like this this new feeling like like whatever this is what i had to do to this be able to easy. keep doing the yeah. music <clears throat> shit like i'm gonna do that this is as easy as wanting to do it yeah yeah and it's fucking community college like come on it's not it's not it wasn't hard you know i just didn't have and then i met a professor who just like inspired me to like get into history and like the study of religion and yeah like that whole thing that ended up becoming my double major was like kind of at that same time that i went back i met these dudes and i had like a whole new epiphany of what like my music could do and like the stuff i could be putting in like yeah like my making my own story like creating my own history of like putting it down and like you know make like as as ridiculous as it sounds like it's almost like a like creating a religion where i have followers and people who believe in me and people who will invest in me and when the collection plate comes around yeah like tonight right and i asked for people to donate so that i could continue to fucking tour and pay for gas and like like they're fucking down to like you know we had a like we had a spiritual experience right there and they're now fucking they're believers you know they're they then they fucking they they pulled out their dollar bills and yeah no i love that i don't think that's ridiculous at all yeah and i think that that's like a lot of you know being like like what is a fan but it's a fanatic right and like the the word is is just a derivative of fanatic and and like a, a, a fanatic was somebody i mean like i think of fanatic and and like the the image that comes to mind is like a 
crazed person maybe like delusional or like you know the like grand- the girls when the beatles showed up or when elvis well, would that, come on stage that's certainly like- a fanatic but but like what is that it's it's just that like the beatles are this thing in the mind of this girl you know like there is there is something that they've built into a complete it's almost like dehumanization in the opposite direction you know like you can dehumanize someone so far as to never feel empathy for them and then you can dehumanize them is in the opposite direction that turns them into something that is mythological or different godly. from yourself yeah like it's other from you exactly. but that like and in a positive aspect sure and the beatles are like of course that's a fucking religion or like, like all the coheed fans who fucking have their tattoos and who right, call themselves children right. of the fence and right. who can sing in unison and right and we call it we call it the cult following yeah you know yeah I mean? like you can show up to shows and not yeah. know people and just be family yeah like I, how i met you like I, that's how i met i don't know if you know the story of how i met amanda but like i i heard that y- you you were, oh man, somebody had a Coheed shirt. She was wearing it. Okay. <laughs> and I was on Library Walk campaigning right. to be this fucking senator because like public service and trying to be involved. And, Campus senators. Yeah, sort of yeah, yeah, yeah. So AS, like yeah. to run shit and try to make shit better and, you yeah. know, try to control the budget and be a voice, whatever. And um, if there's anybody from UCSDAS listening or anybody in general from UCSD or whatever, like that process it's fucking intense and like people who've never done it don't know like the like hours and hours on end right like we're up at seven we're campaigning till 10 and we have to debrief and figure out the next strategy we're in bed by midnight two o'clock and then we're up again seven all day on our feet campaigning talking to people missing class like not eating so like i was like literally drained and i see this beautiful white girl <laughs> walking through <laughs> with a coheed shirt and i'm like oh my god you're a child of the fence uh, and she was like ah and we just hugged and i was like yo if you could vote for me like i'm out here campaigning she's like just because you love coheed i'll vote like <laughs> you can't be that bad yeah and yeah. now you know like so we exchanged numbers and we like you know, we fuck. She introduced me. We went to shows together. We like, did. That's yeah. that whole fuck. That's that cult following that family. That like, that's the kind of positive shit that an artist or a band or a brand or something can create. You know, yeah. that's like. I think the first time I ever hung out with you was because Amanda had told me this guy she met. She was like, "Oh, that guy I told you about, the Coheed guy. He's going to that Coheed concert in Riverside or something." And then we ended up going together. Or in we LA this, in Santa Ana no LA was it LA fuck I don't know we've been to a bunch of them <laughs> no, yeah we've been to like yeah I think it was Santa Ana yeah yeah and yeah. I think I took I got a ride with you yes we ended up picking we, like, you up we and we like, all cruised out to, yeah, that's yeah. right I drove to your your apartment over there in La Jolla and then like we all just rode up went, like, no, yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. and then yeah that was, that was a, a good time that was a good show and I love that venue too the observatory yeah, is amazing so, my, my boy books it all the time so I've seen so many artists there like yeah so I, I, I really like that venue the main room there is like amazing um it's just like uh, anyway so i was thinking about it recently because we went to see something else of the riverside municipal theater and i was like that municipal auditorium is great but then like the observatory not the observatory yeah, yeah. the observatory is great too but <clears throat> so anyway so yeah you end up you end up graduating and then so i, I so i i i fucking turn my gpa around yeah um do you do a lot of course forgiveness stuff? Like you have the, yeah, you have yeah, the Fs. yeah. Elac was like, oh, you know, you got these Fs like three years ago. So like, 
we're gonna just pretend you're a new person <laughs> like yeah. we're gonna just say that that doesn't count you E-Lac know? must mean east east los, los angeles, angeles community, community college. college okay yeah so okay. now it's east los angeles college because they've actually like up their game no, no there's like, no community left it's i mean it's still a community but it, <laughs> it doesn't feel like a community college like you walk there and it feels like you're on a campus now. right right they have giant fucking high-tech buildings and like yeah. letters with their like blocks with their name like a lot of branded shit like I feel you it says like, it doesn't seem community college it doesn't anymore. feel like it you're at a like junior a level now you're like oh this is real you yeah know? this is like real college and it's yeah. like i even like i i was there working with them recently and i was like oh yeah you know then you can go to college and the people were like well we are in college and i was like yeah, you are, but yes, that's you not are. what I mean. Like, yeah. but then I'm talking about like, I mean, the, the next other kind level. of college, yeah, yeah. the next yeah. step up college. Uh, so I, I, I turned my GPA around. Yeah, I figured out what I needed to transfer, and I kind of got to this fork in the road where I was like, "Is music gonna be my thing?" And I'm gonna like not go to school. Yeah, or am I just gonna go do this school thing? And like you know, just like I kind of made a choice. It was like the band wasn't really doing anything and I didn't really have like the energies or like the bandwidth to like, you can't do it all. It sucks, but it's like, it's like I was telling you after the gig tonight, I was telling you and, and uh, the other guys from, from the shots fired uh, event group, you know, like we were talking about how creatures of habit started out of this like necessity where Zach and will where they they played rock music with me forever and i was always this driving force as the front man and guitarist of these of these rock acts um like out of necessity i just i just eventually had to start whittling my time away from music because i i'm taking on i work 40 hours a week for the school district and then i also go to school full time at ucsd and so it's like and then it's it's just too much which is ridiculous know? right like yeah. I, I totally applaud you because when i was a student i was not trying to work <laughs> like <laughs> well was, thank you yeah i took I mean, a bunch of loans out and i'm like super <clears throat> in debt and yeah, like i yeah. i took a like a, a simpler instant gratification type route you yeah. know um so dude like props to you man uh, that's that's thank legit you. I, it's it's actually i i often think when when people say things like that that it's probably easier than you think it is because I, uh, there's not really any drive in me to take part in the things that I miss out on. Like, I don't really care to go to like any parties. I don't think UCSD has parties. Like, right. I, I don't really it's more like, I guess for me, it's like waking up in the morning and not wanting to do something oh. and then going to have to do it yeah. and then not even feeling good while you're doing it and then yeah. getting off at the end and like being so tired that you can't even do the things that like you would like to do sure that's like and that's not all the time right but that like might be a day or a week or sometimes it might feel like a whole month if there's like if your projects like if you have finals and works crazy like you know what i mean like it could be a lot to where you're like dude sure. i don't want to do any of this but you still have to and it's not like at the end of the day something that like you know like yeah. it's not yeah and, and i i definitely see that like i certainly have limited time to do the things i like but or uh, energy right or, like and psychic energy. Yeah, kinetic yeah, yeah. like i mean most of the time i get home from work after going to school going to work i get home and then i can think like uh like i've been going to the gym a lot lately and then i'll, I'll just think like all right i'm gonna go to the gym but like that's the only thing i get to do today because i know when i get home from the gym i'm gonna have enough time to put food in my mouth and fall and then, asleep and before then I basically do it all pass over out again. on my feet yeah. yeah and and so it's not even a matter of like how much time is in the day it's about how much time is in the tank and and like i i definitely gas out like pretty quick um and 
Uh, but but I mean, so shout out to all those guys, right? Like, cause they wrote a record and recorded a record and performed a record under me, who's not really like a nice person to be like, <laughs> like when you owe me shit or I'm expecting things of you or like you know you uh, you're uh, you're accountable to me. Like yeah. it's a it, it's a high it's a high stress like. Like I have high expectations for the people I work for. Right. And it's like, I have high expectations for myself. It's not like, you know, it's not, it's not like I'm treating them any different than I would treat myself. Right. But when it came down to it, it's like they weren't doing all the things that I expected them to do because those are all the things that I expected me to do. But when you're not getting paid and it's not your project and like, you know, it was something that you did for fun. Like how high can those expectations really be? Yeah. Yeah. And so I had these high expectations for my expectations for myself and I felt like the way that I'd really be able to accomplish my next goal. Like I always, I thought that music was going to be something that I talked about in the future to my students to be like, Oh, I used to be in a band. I was cool, man. You know, but like, and so I was like, I'm gonna go be an academic. The music thing was cool. I'll see you guys later. And now the music thing though, cause even in your set tonight, uh, you you have you bring it up in the set like you you talk about like your higher learning and and uh the paths to what, what's this what's this track uh contemplation it's uh and, and contemplate like, whenever i'm in class trying to pass at the pub getting some mass right. time is moving way too fast right drinking while i'm mad drinking while i'm sad trying to stay high the high don't last right these are my higher learning pathways right listen while I get high and contemplate my past ways. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. I remember, I, I guess I was hearing it differently and like sometimes live, like I, I thought it was like, a, I don't know. I was hearing like there's this importance and like the, you're wearing the UCSD sweatpants right now. And I just thought like, there's this like piece of that academia that you've brought into that music. Cause this is like part of your identity now, you know? Yeah. And, well, I mean, I feel like, um, UCSD was the great enabler, you know, like yeah. I went there wanting to be an academic. I I moved in with people specifically who didn't party and didn't smoke and were kind of like nerds. I was like, yeah, I'm going to study and I'm going to be like this. Places, places chock full of nerds. Yeah. And I found <laughs> some. I found everywhere. some. But they yeah. wanted to rage. That's why they chose me. You know, I feel yeah. like they saw that in yeah. me or whatever. So like uh, I was at UC San Diego and. I don't know if you've felt this, maybe not because you're like in your home still, but like I had never left LA really. I'd never lived away from my family. I was 24 years old when I transferred and I had never lived on my own. I I imagine, I think about this all the time with um, like college, just from high school. I cannot imagine what that first... for like, that 18 year old who had I never, know. Yeah, 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 yeah. What? And so imagine me <laughs> being 24 have, and I'm hanging out with these 18 year olds. Yeah. And yeah. I'm supposed to be someone that they're like, quote unquote, looking up to. Right. And I'm like, a, also a lost soul, you know? So, like, yeah, yeah. there was this weird, like, dynamic there. But so I, you know, it was, I, I went through like a depression, dude. Like, I was, I had no friends. I went from being this cool guy who threw shows and threw parties and DJed and, yeah. I used to be able to walk into clubs in Hollywood and not have to pay, not wait in line, like, you know, like yeah. fucking backstage, free drinks. And I had came to this place where no one knew who I was, had no juice anywhere, right. had no reputation, right. had no network really. Like yeah. I had, a, I had some family down here and, you know, but like, it wasn't like, you know, I, 
it was like wow yeah and i remember i, I tried to throw a keg party like the keg lasted a week because no one no one came like like yeah. how the fuck do you not you know like in like yeah. the keg never lasted in la you know like right so like it was just like a weird day and i was like in the middle of the week i'd be getting fucked up calling my facetime my friends like right. trying to see what they were up to because they were also like raging and partying and like it was just this weird and i'd like i had like i wasn't ready for that yeah. i wasn't expecting it to be like that like yeah. i was not I, I, I can't be a nobody you know i wasn't like I, I didn't like that feeling you know yeah and I, so i kind of had to like i went back to my comfort zone yeah. i went back to that place where i felt strong and powerful and cool and i met those dudes tonight like the dudes that came out to see me even to yeah. this day i met them like my second quarter because mm-hmm. you know they were starting their battle rap league in the pub right right with the pub that used to have fucking superstar hip-hop artists come through yeah and so i went to like i gravitated to that you know and i started showing them my stuff and like music was what can started connecting me to people like that's what how i was able to create a whole new network because i was a rapper from la right and i did know how to dj and i knew how to throw events and right i I started i you know I, i dove right into like running clubs and being president and trying to do events on campus and right. became a senator and used the budget and ended up working for UC San Diego as an event specialist programming for students. You know, that's kind of like my whole trajectory kind of came from me realizing that like that was what I was really good at and loved mm-hmm. and like passionate about. And, and it was, uh, it was relatable, you know, it was like, what's the way it was like transcendent like yeah you could find anybody who likes some type of music and try to relate to them on like their level or like meet a random person at a concert or festival and like exchange fucking numbers and become fucking best friends you know like yeah yeah so that's kind of like my that's where i so it was like music and then i thought music was over and then academia and then academia was like this fucking ridiculously hard thing that kind of made me realize that music is like where it's at yeah and i still finished i did well like yeah 3.6 double major fucking as you know lots of got a job because i was obviously good at what i did and i was told by people that i was my supervisors were like hey you're good at this like you should do this and i was like why am i gonna do it for you (laughs) (laughs) i'm so uh like my my path sounds like it's gonna i don't know if it's gonna end up going the same route as yours but i'm like uh really playing with this idea of like not doing any more education after up until this point like very recently I, I just sort of assumed I was going to go to grad school, you know, like, cause I'm just so good at school and you know, it all comes so easily to me, but like I, and, and I manage, I'm obviously managing it like with, with working full time and everything. I, you're, I just, you're doing it well. You're doing it well. Yeah. But, but, it, but now I've just been thinking like, dude, I'm tired of like not playing music. And so like, I feel like it's 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 striking to me how many similarities your whole story has where you you had this this life where you felt this great confidence and you felt like you you were worth something perhaps like big man on campus kind of effect and like i i definitely had that experience and then when i was forced to start living on my own very young um like i aj who was once here 
Uh, his mom took me in and basically I, I did not, uh, like I wasn't, you know, basically surviving off of my parents, but I started surviving off of his parents. And and so for, for like three years from about 18 to 21, I was just like, you know, I was just like a rat and I I look back on it now, like I was a rat and then, and I hated myself and I, and I, I was putting out a lot of music at this time. I was playing a lot of shows and I, and I got to play with my band then for heart of the hero, that band. And uh, I, I played, I opened up like the first annual, Rockstar Energy Uproar Festival here and like you know we played with like Disturbed and like big ass bands you know and like it was, like a, it was a milestone like it was a milestone that I have yet to surpass still and like but uh, it didn't like translate <clears throat> into yeah it, it it later didn't it didn't translate to anything useful you know and, and so and then later you know I, I lost that band and I lost uh, my relationship with AJ's parents and like everything got worse and worse and uh, I ended up living here just sort of like desperately the guys who lived in this house I, I had just kind of was homeless for a bit and I was living out of my car and I was like I need somewhere to stay and they said oh just stay on our couch like figure it out and then they lost a roommate and they took me on and I got a job as a janitor. And so then I became, I became this janitor. And like, that was like this huge ego fucking experience where I had to suppress, like be humble. You were humbled. I was humbled. Yeah. Yes. I was profoundly humbled. And, uh, and so then anyway, yeah. And then you're like the rock star janitor. Yeah, I know. Exactly. And I was like, <laughs> I, I, movie, right? I, like, I t- totally, I felt like I was above it, you yeah. know? And, uh, but it, it, but it turns out eventually it took me like two years to really, uh, accept what I was doing as like a useful, like you, uh, a, a useful application of my time because because right. later it could afford me, you know, the mics in front of us now, and it could afford me the car, and it could afford a roof over my head. And I thought, you know what, man, like I got everything kind of figured out. I'm gonna start taking a risk. Like I'm gonna I'm gonna put myself through school. Yeah. And then that's that's kind of how all that became. And and to the day, I still sacrifice everything, man. I do. I mean, I mean, like. This podcast and the band, the music thing, and then uh, those are my part-time jobs. I got right. two, but Amanda always says I have two full-time jobs and two part-time jobs. Right, because school's a part-time, a full-time right. job. Right? Yeah, yeah, and like yeah. I, so I got the school, I got the the job, and then and it's, then you do all this stuff. Yeah, and it's it's just like so, uh, I'm exhausted with it, and I'd love when I graduate just to start doing what you're doing, where I'm just thinking about how can I make. Cameron Ockton, you know, whether it's through Creatures of Habit or it's through my old rock stuff or right. my, my own means, more musical, you know. And, and honestly, like, um, I heard a podcast today. We were talking about Joe Rogan earlier. He yeah, had Kat Singano on. And, uh, yeah, I didn't get to listen to that one yet. She said uh, something that really resonated. She's like, you only have one 100%. Right. You only have one 100%. Like, right, you can't. Right. You can't do a bunch of things 100%. Like, yeah. and you even said, like, you're doing school easy, right? Like, you're probably not dedicating a full hundred there. Right. And the work is something that you have to do. So you probably, like, switch off certain parts. You're not fully a hundred there. And then, haven't been lately. And the music like not, is yeah. like, it was whole generated because you weren't there. Like, right. so, like, for me, um, I kind of, like, I had a choice. So, so I think the, the thing about UC San Diego that really like when I say it enabled this whole next step is that like I went, I came here with nothing and no one knew me Yeah, and I was able to recreate like a similar lifestyle where like 
I was getting into all the, the events on campus without having to pay. And, you know, I'd have multiple drink tickets when everybody only got two and right. wouldn't have to wait in line. And I was booking events and I was DJing and, you know, I'd see people on campus. Oh, what's so sneaky. Yeah. Didn't had no idea who they were. Like it was starting. I was able to re build. Yeah. And that kind of re gave me that new confidence for like, Oh, I could do this. Yeah. There's, and then I got the some... job after. Right. And it was a challenge because they wanted me to build something new in like yeah. three, four months. And I did it. Something that still is carried on today when you go to round table on Fridays, which is not going to be round table anymore. But like that whole game scenario setup was something I implemented to like, you know, it's to program for students to like give them more opportunities to do cool shit. Yeah. They're getting rid of round table. Yeah. Their lease is up. They're oh. going to replace it with something. I mean, that's that event space is still going to be there, but like the yeah. food person, the eatery, the whatever is going to be different. Dude, I don't, I don't even like round table. Donna's the shit, man. Donna, if you're listening, shout out for always hooking me up with pictures and free pizzas and there letting is. us fucking rage there like well, every Friday the, and go hard and <laughs> DJ and I rap there. You know, so like I got to do it. But then that's the kind of shit that like I went and took over that school, you know? Yeah. And they fucking hired me and paid me to do run shit. And yeah. and that's why I was like, well, fuck it. I'll go back to LA and I'll build some shit myself and like right. just do the same thing all over again. And that's kind of like where my mindset has been just like, invest everything like like leave no regrets right leave nothing on the table like in five to ten years if this shit does not pan out i'm gonna be the most satisfied janitor <laughs> working at mcdonald's right, right. whatever because i'm gonna be like yo like i tried i lived my best fucking life yeah and i i left everything on the table and i got to fucking tour and go to fucking san diego in the middle of the week and do a podcast and yeah. I'm a DJ a show on Thursday and I'm going to fucking have bottle service for my birthday on Friday. And then I'm back in SD on Tuesday to DJ the alumni celebration. Another contact I got yeah. through school and then it's fucking nonstop shows, you know? And like, right. That's the fucking dream. And some, I'm getting paid for a lot of this shit, you know? Yeah. And the shit I'm not getting paid for, I'm trying to recoup something. Yeah. And, uh, I'm in hella debt and I'm constantly fucking like, shifting around my credit and my loans and refi like you know and consolidating and it's stressful but like at the end of the day i make my own schedule yeah on days where i don't want to do shit i do it anyway because i'm doing it for myself right and on days where like tonight where everything goes fucking amazing like it's the grandest payoff you know right, we're like right. got half a tank of gas yeah got to rock a legit show people were feeling my shit you know they took my merch like yeah. We're gonna have content for my pod, like yeah. No, so you're, this you're, is a win, you know. It's, and it's it might not be the most glamorous, and I'm exhausted all the time, and you know I don't always get to like do the coolest shit. Yeah. But I'm fucking having a great life, man. You had a good fucking Tuesday night, man. Yeah. Well, what else, dude? I'm I'm acutely aware of the time. It's very late, and I gotta wake up very early. But you do. I um I I want to just pose like a last opportunity for you to throw in anything else that needs to be said. Like, what what's the future of Sneaky? And like, maybe there's the short term future, and then the long term future is just in the ether. Or like, well, I what, started a company that's basically it. The whole goal of Sneaky Entertainment is to like really 
create opportunities for artists who might not get them. Because right. when I first started, it was fucking hard to get shows. Sure. We, it was hard to book shows. It was hard to rap in places without having to pay, without having to fucking, you know, like it was, it wasn't as easy as it is now, I feel. Like yeah. now there's a lot of people doing what I'm doing, but I'm trying to really create a culture of like art and entertainment in Southeast LA and to the point where like I work with nonprofits I just did the hip hop summit with East Los Angeles Community College. We raised money for scholarships. We, you know, we had a panel that talked about the importance of expression and right. how creativity is like the true future. Right. And right. you know, I'm where I'm working to like for this LA River Fest. I'm hoping to like help them like curate a dope festival for the community. And like, I think that's gonna be really my niche is like community-based stuff with people who are trying to like create movements and that are like directed around art and really focusing on like the power right. and the, the like the transformative power and the power to bridge gaps like we've been talking about like the relatableness of right, everything right. like and try to like remind people of that power because i feel like everybody in the social media age everybody has expression right they can tweet they could post and like but sometimes it's not as raw as like being on stage and pouring your heart out about even if you're not doing rap or like poetry, even if you're just like talking about your day. Right. And letting motherfuckers know that you had a profound human, ex spiritual human experience just walking through your day yeah. and having people fucking like, you know, at the open <laughs> yeah. mic because they're like, fuck yeah. Like, you know, yeah. The, yeah. the conversation with the dude on the bus or... You know, whatever the fuck it was, like, there's there's, there's a value in that. Yeah. And I'm trying to show people the value by saying, like, hey, I could live off of this. There's an opportunity out there. And right. there's a whole thriving, like, economy surrounded around expression, entertainment, art, fashion, music, videography, photography, you know, animation, like everything that you could think of that, you know, where you can engage people and get across a message, like there's value in that. Yeah. And I want to like let people know that they don't have to be engineers and computer scientists and fucking doctors to like change the world, you know, like Fuck yeah. sometimes it just takes a great book written yeah. at the right time. Like or just a great conversation. Yeah. And hopefully we had one today, man. I super I appreciate so. you, yeah, yeah. dude, for What's bringing the, me out. Let, and let the people know. Let the people know the website. It's uh, it's sneaky.net. That's S H N E A K Y. You can find me at official sneaky on everything. Uh, my music's on Spotify, Apple Music. Fuck yeah! If you're gonna be in LA this upcoming month, I'm gonna have four or five opportunities for you to hang out and rock with me and wish me a happy birthday and fucking get drunk together and celebrate life. So, Hell you yeah. know, follow me on the social, stay tuned with the new music, the new content. I do have my own podcast. It airs live every Monday night, eight to nine. Fucking all of it can be found on the website. And thank y'all for listening. Hell yeah. All to human podcast at gmail.com. If you guys have any comments or questions you want to send to Sneaky, I could be your through line. Sneaky.net. Check him out. Uh, Recognition and Respect. That's the podcast that comes right. out. Uh, as, every Monday. Every Monday. Eight to nine. There you uh, go. It's live and then it's on the app whenever I get a chance up. Hell yeah. So. And that's the uh, After Party Network. The After Party Network. T-H-A After Party. There you go. 
That this has been uh, the Alti Human Podcast. Hell yeah. <laughs>